Welcome to the Big Break Software Podcast. We'll be talking with software startup founders, software coaches, and consultants, and how they found their own software success. And now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jordy Wardman here, host of the Big Break Software Podcast, where I talk to top leaders in the software field like Seth Godin, Andrew Warner of Mixergy, and many more. This is a show where we talk to proven founders about their zero to 30,000 MRR journey and beyond. Today's episode is brought to you by OneStop.io. We are a team of 45 developers waiting to take your idea to fruition. If you want a reliable full stack development team with top talent that costs half as much as in-house developers, and you know you can trust your SaaS or mobile app with us, we'll give you the first 30 days no risk, and we guarantee you being on time and on budget. Or we will finish the project at no extra cost. Contact us at onestop.io, and we'll talk about your SaaS MVP today. Today, I have David Okinev, co-founder of Typeform and Video Ask. Video Ask allows you to greet your users with video, much like Typeform, but using video. Today, we're going to talk about how David and his team came up with the idea for Video Ask and lessons learned going with a design-focused application. How are you today, David? I'm good. Pleasure to be here, Jody. Pleasure. A pleasure to have you on. Okay, so tell me a bit about you. I mentioned your uh, co-founder of Typeform and Video Ask. Just give me a bit about your background, because I understand you uh previously a musician. What instrument did you play? Uh, guitar, a bit of piano, dabbled on the drums. <laughs> okay. And sang, I guess. And how long did you do that for? So I kind of did it professionally from the age of 18 till around... 26, something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And you still obviously play now, eh? Not much. I got back. I just dabble on the ukulele, sometimes pick up the guitar. I got some drums in the basement, but yeah, yeah I'm pretty much focused on designing, on... Product, designing products these days. Okay, great. During the research of the show, I noticed that you mentioned um, your music background influenced your design and stuff. Tell me about the transition from music to design. Like, First of all, why did you end up stopping your music career? Um, <laughs> so I ended up stopping because I moved country. I started a relationship with someone that lived the other side of the world and ended up going the other side of the world to Colombia, to Bogota. And yeah, I kind of needed to kind of earn a living there. And you know, just doing music out there at the time wasn't going to be viable. I always did, did a bit of like design and flash coding. So I, I started a little kind of like web design shop out there and that's uh-huh. that was the transition to your question in terms of like you know why maybe the parallels between both like in music it wasn't just about playing for me it was about music production and creating like musical pieces which is about assembling things and layering things and i just always like that process of building something i think that itch that, that i have to like build stuff was satisfied also in like in building websites and then eventually building applications. It's the same kind of thing. You like iterate, build, try things, uh, and the same is with music. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, essentially you started 
getting into into design. What took you from being like an agency owner to co-founding Typeform originally? Was that the first product that you came out with was Typeform? I dabbled with another product like some years ago, but didn't go very far. It was actually a video uh, question and answer product, but we had no clue what we were doing at the time. Uh, and then it was only a few years later whilst I was running this agency that I met my co-founder and the Typeform just came completely by accident. My co-founder had a project for a customer that wanted a form. Uh, so my co-founder brought me into the product, into the project. And the idea was to build a better looking form that would sit in this showroom for this actually toilet brand in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. They have this kind of like flagship store. And so on, as people leave the store, they wanted to collect people's details. So instead of just building a normal form, we had to do something completely different. And that was kind of what sparked the original idea that forms don't necessarily have to be boring things. They can feel a bit more like conversations. And yeah, that's how we kind of got into this. We kind of fell into Typeform by accident, to be honest. Oh, okay. So when you started, was it something that, I mean, you're not technical, do I understand? Or it was Robert Munoz? Is that who you? Yeah, Robert. Uh, uh -huh. Robert, probably at the time, was more technical than me. Obviously, over the years, I've, <laughs> I've gained some prowess. But yeah, I, Robert was dabbling in design. I was a designer dabbling in, let's say, in technology. Okay, so you guys built it together then. He was the he was we, the tech, basically the tech founder. No, no. Well, so we both had teams of developers. Okay, I see. We, we, we were running our own kind of agencies, and we brought in resources from, from those teams. Okay, great. Do you recall how much the MVP was for Typeform? How much did it cost? Yeah, the MVP to bring it out. Or was it, was it just sort of an evolving oh, product? It, it, we just did it internally in our spare time because we had our agencies and we were just doing work. And then when on downtime, we would just be producing this. Okay. So, and, yeah, we didn't, we didn't invest money per se. Okay. So, and how was rolling out Typeform? Was it sort of the type of situation where people were coming in asking you, oh, this looks great and they were seeing it or did you, did you actually, no. We literally didn't do any user research. It was just like on gut. We just thought we stumbled across something really interesting, got super excited about it, fell in love with our, with our own thing as one typically does. Yeah. And just envisioned that this could be like really popular. And so we just etched at it. We actually like took us a while to get the beta out because we kept on iterating, iterating, probably like a year and a half. We were uh -huh. put it on the back burner. And then we released it in February 2012 and it just took off from the first day. Really it was. So tell me about that. So what did you do? Did you do any sort of a launch program? Are you just literally like SEO or what was the what was this sort of All we did was we recorded a video of the product, like a product explainer, put it on a landing page. That landing page on, I think a couple of these like websites that showcase landing pages for products that are coming soon. Okay. So that, I think there's one, I don't know if it exists anymore, called Beta List. Yes, it does, it does, it totally does, yeah. So, so that's a good way just to get like some sign up so that when you actually launch, you have a, a you know, an audience that's, that's listening to you. So I think we signed up around maybe 3000 people through that initiative. And then as soon as we launched the product into beta, we, we obviously sent them an email and then some of them created type forms and then they shared those type forms with their community because they needed to collect information. 
And obviously the product being inherently viral in its nature allowed us to just scale automatically because okay. so, I mean, you can imagine you send the type form out, X number of people answer. Some of those think, oh, this is cool. I'd like to send this kind of thing to my customers as well. And it just kind of snowballs from, from there. Okay, great. And so as I understand, Typeform has gone on to have decent success. Is that what you would say? You've, you've done some significant raises. Yeah. How many users are using Typeform now? So we crossed recently the 100,000 paid customers. Okay. So congratulations. That's outstanding. I would say that's doing very well. And I understand you sort of stepped away from type form about two years ago. Can you? So, so, I, so just to be clear, I'm still completely in type form. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I, I stepped down as co-CEO okay. uh, to focus on, on new products and I'm currently building and I've released a new product called Video Ask. Okay, perfect. So essentially the structure then of video ask is video ask is an asset of type form. Is that yeah, how it is? think of it? It's like a startup inside a scale up. So it's okay. a separate team. It's almost like a separate org. It does use some resources from type form, but mainly it's self-contained. It doesn't have too many dependencies and yeah. Okay, great. So um, let's talk about starting video ask. How did you come up with the idea for that? Um, so whilst I was still co-CEO, in one of our hackathons, I brought the idea into a small team, which we set up, and we tried to integrate into Typeform, let's say, a video answer block so that you could, like, inside a Typeform, answer via video. So we tried it out there, then put it to bed, and then I picked this up, like, a year later with one of the guys that was involved with me in a hackathon, and then we started iterating on the product. Okay, can you tell me about how you're using Hackathon? When you say that, what's the structure around that like? Basically, like every year, um, the company would do a, a Hackathon. They'd be maybe like a specific theme. And uh, the company would stop production for like three days. And we'd take over the office and like teams would sprout up with ideas. And then at the end of that Hackathon, everyone would present. This is your team? No, no, the whole company. Okay, so the whole company. And the company now is what, like 16, is that right? 16. People, is there 16 like members or how big is, uh, sorry. 300. Oh, sorry, okay, so this is inside. Actually, Videos team is around that number. Okay, okay, that's where I was confused, okay. Okay, so when you're saying hackathon, it's inside of, yeah. it's not like you're not getting inside. Okay, I see, so you're doing like, okay, we're gonna, get new ideas this is to generate new ideas okay exactly, exactly. so video ask came from one of these um exactly. these hackathons okay and so um how did you know that was a good idea um look it just made sense to me given that Typeform is all about making you know data collection and that process of interacting with people asking them questions more human so if Typeform was doing it in a more human way through like a innovative interface through, you know, being able to include images and media inside the interaction, like Videosk was like the next step. It's like, how can we make this even more human? It's like put humans there, have people talk the questions out and have people respond in video. By the way, you can also, you don't have to respond in video in, in, in video ask, but it's like, it's the main premise. Basically someone puts a video ask out there, which is, 
one video or series of videos with different interactions at the end. Okay. And a user can answer that video ask form. That becomes a lead. And then you can follow up with that lead with another video and get into a, uh, sorry, async video conversation, essentially. And it's just an amazing way to get like super close to your customers. Yeah. Super quickly because you avoid all this song and dance on email. You're just like, this is me. Do you like me? Do you not like me? If you like me, engage. Yeah. And then, and then you show your face, or maybe you might not even show your face. You might just write a text, and then you might answer by, by the text option. And then I send you back a personal video back, and then suddenly, like, oh, like this guy's actually talking to me. So then that person will typically answer by, by a video, and then suddenly you've like built that trust very, very quickly, which is really the premise of what we're trying to do in videos. We're just trying to get businesses to have like super close relationships with their customers, like meaningful relationships, essentially, as quickly as possible. Okay, so as I understand, then someone could reach out to you, you respond back with video ask, and it's easy for them on the other side to, to respond, even though they may not have the app, or do they have to sign up for the app? The respondent doesn't need anything. It's like a okay. form, essentially, they just, okay. they just answer, and they leave their contact details so that you can respond back. But yeah, I mean, the easiest way to think about it is like take the type form model, but put it through a lens of everything being video first with the added ability to do the follow-up conversation part. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So um, it sounds interesting. I'll definitely check it out after the show and I hope our listeners will as well. So with this, then the MVP was essentially put together in a hackathon Walk me through like sort of rollout of that. So did you have a full functioning product? I, I gather you, you didn't, not in three days. Sorry, you mean in the hackathon or the rollout to, to launching it officially, right? Yeah, yeah. So walk me through that, yeah. So hackathon, get excited about the idea, put the idea to bed, and then uh, we picked it up like maybe a year later after I stepped down. I guess the first iteration, which took us around three months to really build something, which was actually the MVP, was to build two things. One was an iOS app, which would allow you to record your video, set a few settings, and then that would produce the video ask. And then there's the web part because the output is web. So I, sorry, the developer that worked with me on the hackathon in his spare time in Typeform worked on the, let's say, the form component. Okay. And if we start in September, by Christmas, we rolled out the iOS app. So at least we had something for people to play with. Then the next milestone was actually building the web app and releasing that, which was the full-blown app. And that's where we really, let's say, started the beta, which was in, in the April of that following year. Then ran the beta for six months and then launched the product in at the beginning of 2020. And then COVID happened, which obviously like... Probably helped you, right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, people, like, it was the perfect tool for businesses that could not right. get face-to-face with their customers, like, especially on the smaller businesses that really rely on personal relationships. Like, we saw a bunch of coaches using it early days and, I mean, made total sense. Now, I mean, it's pretty wide the size of companies that are using this. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the picture where we are. Like, now we're, like, a year into the official launch. Actually, the product is growing faster in terms of acquiring new users and, and revenue than Typeform was. Typeform. 
And do you attribute that to to what? Is it because you were able to use Typeform's user base to sort of, or is it more viral or what's the... There's a few things. Obviously, okay. like we've got more experience. Yeah. So probably like the quality of the product in the first year is better. Also, we have a brand name behind VideoAsk, which will help build that trust. Yeah. I would say COVID helped. And also the, the sheer like nature of the product. There isn't quite a product like VideoAsk in the market right now, apart from maybe a couple of copycats that came along as we were developing this. Yeah. You know, there, there are products obviously like Loom, but these are all like one directional. We really right. focus on the, in, like creating a video journey with like interaction points, be it, and those can be for navigation purposes or for actually collecting data, be it in video, multiple choice, soon you'll be able to collect a payment or even collect a file. Sort of that kind of whole interactive journey and the follow-up async conversation is something that's 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 unique to video. So, you know, we've we, we're starting to kind of like etch out like a new kind of category for this. Okay, I don't know the name yet, but uh, well, that's a good yeah. good place to be. Are you familiar with Bonjoro? Because I'm sort of thinking about Bonjoro, like I'm sort I would of put Bonjoro and uh, Loom and Dub in that same kind of area because they're focusing more on the initial reach out and then the follow-up conversations are mainly focused around like the conversation carrying on by email uh, and also Bonjari is more of a like a one video as opposed to like a video form right okay that makes sense different products used for different things with yeah different, like customer profiles but we're really focused on like you know like the whole interaction part and like building like a, a journey right what was the um, thought process in the company of, I mean, because it sounds like this could be a part of Typeform says, hey, we've got a video aspect. Why did you guys decide to sort of... For, for speed, for speed. Oh, really? Not, okay. Not, like not having dependencies and really like putting focus on this type of interaction, which is video. Uh, I guess my thesis was that if we just build this as a feature, it would just get buried inside the product and it would just be a nice addition as opposed to really capturing people's attention with like, hey, this is a product to get really, really personal with your customers. Okay, that makes sense. So it's easier for you just to break off a sub-segment of the company to totally focus. Is there ideas to do that with other products or are you guys totally like, no, this is right now we need to get video ask up to where it needs so to be? My role in the company is like, I, I head up the R&D team and the okay. video ask was a spinoff of the R&D team. So okay. In the future, like we could potentially spin off more products or even add, like, make, let's say, innovative components into Typeform and VideoAsk. Like, who knows at this point? But you're not doing it now, essentially. VideoAsk is yeah, it's yeah, booming yeah. and you guys are focusing on. Is there like a sort of point where you say, okay, we've made it? Or do you feel like that now? Or like, no, there will be some point in the future where this becomes like, you know, I think we're getting to that product market fit. We've, you know, we've managed to get quite a few customers on this platform and there's obviously a demand for it and people are liking it. I think we need, like, I want to stick around, you know, for a little longer. Yeah. Just to make sure it's, set, you know, once it sets sales and just folds into the main product organization type form. Yeah. That, that it's ready to go. And then, okay. yeah, we'll look at the next innovation cycle for sure. So I'm envisioning sort of like a base camp where they have 
originally they had base camp and then they have high rise and backpack and some of the, I think they folded up backpack, but is that sort of the, the... I think those products were more integrated into the main product. They were more of a suite of products. Currently the way that videos can type form look, they look like two separate products. It almost right. looks like Typeform acquired video ask. Yes. Okay. Now. But that's not the case. Right. Right. What's your, um, your subscribers at right now? It's around, it's trending towards 3000 customers by the end of the year. Okay. So that's great growth. And, uh, and the price point. So we have several plans, but basically there's a free plan, which allows you to process up to 20 minutes of video recording a month. Processing means collecting or creating videos. Then you have like the grow tier, which is the middle tier, which is $30, which brings you all the pro features. Then you can go on the brand plan, which allows you to put your custom brand in, have a custom URL, and basically you also have more minutes. And then you can go brand plus, which is adding more minutes up to a thousand minutes. And then it's the enterprise tiers. The brand plan is $50 a month. 50. Okay. Is that the top? You No, because you, then you can top up with minutes. Uh, okay. Okay. And so up to enterprise, I think the top price is around $200 a month. Was it difficult coming up with the pricing for it? I mean, how do you go about pricing when you do this in the beginning, like when you're coming up for launch, figure out the best way to do pricing? Are you Is that like getting on the phone with clients and asking them or how do you come up with your pricing? I think we kind of just like anchored it to like the type form pricing more or less. Okay. Uh, and then just iterated from there. Okay. You know, there's a lot of just like trying things out as well and seeing what sticks. Like actually initially, like the price point was lower. We changed that um, after six months. You did. Okay. Um, so when it comes to designing, would you attribute design first to the success of this product in, in particular? Well, I would say Typeform success is down to that design DNA. Yeah. We came into the market, which where there were other form products, of course, things like SurveyMonkey, JotForm, WooFooForms, and we had a fresh approach to the form building, not just on the creation side, but on the actual form itself. We kind of reinvented the modern web form. And now you see forms that like are one question at a time, and it's like a standard. Uh, that was started like by the company like 10 years ago, and that's become now a trend. And that was down to like design thinking on a, on a problem, which is forms are boring. How can we make them more engaging? Right. So how would you break down a problem? Like, let's say like a design, when you're first coming to say video ask, what are the, you're looking at a blank page, walk me through like how you would take, what are you trying to do with design? Are you, is the primary focus to cut the visual sort of clutter on the page or like kind of walk me through your design thoughts I mean, on the design process whatever that process is is all with the aim to deliver something which is super understandable super clear that can delight and that gets people from a to b but in that delightful way you can get people from a to b in painful ways but design allows you to do that like in a much better way i don't know if i can just take an analogy I don't know, maybe you can get from A to B with a car with the engine is like half broken and it's ticking along, the heating's not working, or you can sit in a car which has been well designed and that will make your journey from A to B much more comfortable. 
Okay, that makes sense. So your designers, when you're interviewing designers, what are some of the qualities that you look for? Um, Is it like simple design or what? what's it like minimal? What would you say your sort of philosophy? It's got to be remarkable. It's got to be user-centric. The designer needs to understand what that they're building an interface, not just building something pretty. It's not just like design is not just decoration. It, it has to have a function. I mean, there's a lot of criteria that we go through. I can't remember from the top of my head, but like what I personally look for is someone that has like that design flair to really like come up with innovative solutions to like design like user flows. Uh-huh. And obviously the style is really important. It's not just someone that can just copy other people's style that can actually mark their own style. Make their own style. Okay. I mean, at the moment, like in Videosk, I've just been designing it alone. Like we'll, we'll be, I'll be getting designers into the team eventually, but basically like I've been product managing and designing the product so far. Okay. When you're designing, do you essentially look, one of the guidelines that I think of that makes good design is when you look at a page, the thing that you want them to do should be the most obvious, you know, so your eyes just, is there sort of guidelines? Like what are some of the guidelines that you like to do as a designer? I don't know guidelines, but my approach is always to like try and onion layer functionality. So don't just try and say everything at once. Like, an application can be complex, right? And it may have loads of features. But if you try to like show those features all at the same time, you're not going to get the user's attention. I think my advice would be like focus on one thing at a time, like make that the prominent thing and use hierarchy in your elements and space in order to express that. Okay, that makes sense. So with Video Ask now, what are some of the challenges that you're coming? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you have challenges all the time, but what are some of the blocks right now? To be honest, you? it's like we're a bit, a bit in this Goldilocks zone of like not having to raise capital because like the product is got it, yeah. inside a company. So that's great. So my experience is almost like a founding another company without any of the kind of the trappings of being a founder. So I just get to like focus on product deliver as much value as I can to users. And and that's it. I mean, right now, I wouldn't say there's any particular challenge apart from really like like the go-to-market strategy in terms of like really getting this to as many users as possible. And to do uh-huh. that, like you probably, you know, we need to scale the team. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't call it a challenge. I just think we'd need to like do the things we need to do in order to get this to like as many people as we can. Right. So are you sort of cannibalizing your team from type form or is no. it, is it, no, it's not. You're totally trying to keep it separate. No, it's, there's no like particular like deliberate plan, but it just so happens that, you know, most people are happy in their teams in type form and we've just hired new people. Uh-huh. And what are you finding uh, most of your success for in terms of finding your new users? Are you are you focusing on a particular client avatar like coaches and diving into that? Or articles we're looking at because this product, just like Typeform, is pretty horizontal. But you know, focusing on the recruitment use case, on feedback, on lead generation, on testimonials. And so, but in terms of the ideal customer profile, the thing is we're seeing all sorts of customers coming from enterprises to like small mom and pop shops to coaches, you know, you name it. I guess like it's pretty common denominator that businesses want to get as personal as they can with their customers. 
right? So I think like, you know, video arts kind of like brings that to the table. So, uh, and also by the way, like I always like to, Typeform was a horizontal product and video ask is a horizontal product as well. Didn't want to make it like specifically for a vertical, but we can like push the product along certain verticals saying you can use it for that, which was kind of what Trello did quite well. I think, you know, it was a pretty horizontal product, but they went after different like verticals through their marketing efforts, etc. Right. I mean, I think of Trello as sort of a software development tool, but well, that, that's just yeah. a vertical because like, right. Like, Trello also like tried to attack like the wedding space in terms of like, Hey, plan your wedding on Trello. So, yeah. Does it make it more challenging for you just to have a horizontal? Cause most of the time you think of people it's niching a- down as much as they can. Does that make it more challenging and what marketing strategies or channels are you using to, it, um, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I believe, yeah. yeah so, uh, like writing your copy for your landing page, do you have to write a few landing pages, or you just you just have one landing page still? Well, you have the main homepage, like for example, on video. Asked right, but campaigns for running campaigns. Yeah, so we run campaigns on specific landing pages. For example, now we're running a campaign on testimonials, and then obviously the copy for that page is completely orientated towards that vertical. And so we try to get people into the video ask funnel through that vertical. So their experience of video ask would be like, hey, this is the product you need for doing testimonials. And then they'll get into video ask, and then we'll introduce them to some other use cases. And then they'll see the horizontality of the product. Okay. And um... I think it can work. I guess why I say it's a curse is because also like, you know, as competitors come in the market, they're really doing a vertical really well. They can really go deep and like produce functionality that might beat you out of the water. So, you know, it's kind of like, how do you balance that? Yeah. So, yeah, I can imagine. And for in terms of, of your type form and video ask, is there an exit strategy for you guys or you're having fun and things are just growing? I mean, what's, what's sort type of company? Yeah. I think for you and Robert as, as well, founders. Robert, like, Robert left the company last year. Um, oh, he did. Okay. I, I'm sticking around and because I'm working on this and I'll hopefully be working on other things and who knows what the future holds. I think, you know, the company should be in, let's say, an IPO-ready position in the next three, four years. It doesn't mean IPO, just in terms of like where the company, in terms of the scale, it will be in that sort of So so sort of like a Slack sort of vision, maybe that's your overall vision. They just just, uh, got acquired by... uh, A Salesforce, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of maybe a a path that you sort of IPO and... Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Literally, my focus today is not that. My focus is just no, no, but building this and delivering value. Yeah, no, that's good. So um, I want to thank you so much for your time. Obviously, our listeners can go to Video Ask and check that out. I'm going to do that myself. How can people get a, in touch with you if they're interested in following up or anything about? Um, so uh, I think. If you'd like, you can actually sign up for Video Ask and inside the app itself, there's an option to Video Ask Us, which yeah. is a Video Ask form inside the app. Actually, I'm the person on the Video Ask. So if you want to ask me any question directly, you can do it from there and I'll, I'll respond via video. Excellent. And I can attest that you're very responsive to emails as well and getting in touch with you has been very uh, easy to do. So thank you so much for your time again, David. And yeah, we look forward to 
to hearing more and following with the story. Great. Thanks for listening to the Big Break Software Podcast with your host, Jordy Wardman. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out on the web. Keep listening and your software Big Break could be right around the corner. <laughs>